I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real, recognized real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Alright, we're recording. We are live. This is the official Shetler Show podcast for today. <laughs> I'm live on YouTube. Joe, what's up? Steve's World Hatbers. Thank you. These are dropping tomorrow. This is just one of the samples. Um, thing came out pretty nice. Alright, we are live. We're live. This is, uh, we're live. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. And I'm recording for iTunes as well. Good to be back, guys. Good to see you, or I can't really see you, but good to communicate with the live chat on YouTube. If you are live chatting with me on YouTube and also Facebook, I'll go over there and check out your questions. Um, feel, free to, feel free to leave questions or anything about anything I'm talking about, and I'll try to cover the questions as soon as I can. Um, but i got to get through this list of stuff that I wanted to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about, we're going to start off with Central Mass Skate Festival. This is my good homie, Mike Gerard, who has been on the podcast a um, couple times now. Uh, good homie. Very passionate person. Very hardworking person. Um, just a class act, man. And he created an event called Central Mass Skate Festival. And he's been doing it, I believe this was his eight years, eight year doing it. And he invited me on to come and kind of MC the event, but also film and edit and uh, I was more than down because Mike has helped me out with the New England Am in the past. He uh, he did all our registration for us, which was pretty sick, um, and handled that. But this year was epic, dude. I didn't know what to expect. It's in Harvard, Mass., so it's like a small little town. When you think of Harvard, Mass., you think of like the school Harvard, but this is not what I'm talking about. We're talking about um, Harvard, Mass., that's kind of in the sticks. The contest, Central Mass, was at, um, a, they have a uh, store there, a general store, convenience store, and that's where they have it, in the parking lot, so it's pretty crazy. And uh, they had a sick-ass mini ramp, it was a three-foot to four-foot mini ramp, it had like an extension, so three-foot wide, three-foot tall, and a four-foot tall one right next to it. And uh, everyone showed up, man. Everyone showed up to shred. I set up an all-I-need booth. You guys on YouTube probably saw the video um, of me setting up the the, the tent and uh, 
and filming all the shredding. It was sick. It's such a like a strange group of people that show up at this thing because it's out in the sticks and it's a longboard and like mini ramp and street course event. You know, it's a two day event. So I met up with my good homie Travis, who I haven't seen in a long time, and it was sick because I needed someone to help me set up the booth and kind of man it uh, and sell some stuff, and which I was stoked. I wasn't sure. I, I brought like some puffer fish teas. I brought the white all I need tea we have. I brought some of the old decks that we used to have, like some of the ones that are still around, like the wartime series, what's left of that. And um, and then I brought some of the new Seafood Vengeance, and we sold some stuff, which was cool, which helped pay some of the bills as well. Um, quick shout-out before I go forward. Ryan, what up, my dude? He said, what up? Um, but, yeah, it was fucking sick, man. Harvard's like a small town. We take over the general store parking lot. Tons of wood, wooden ramps dragged out. They had this sick kicker to launch ramp. They had um, a pole jam, like rainbow pole jam rail. All of it was kind of dangerous but made for a good fucking time, I'll tell you that. And, uh, yeah, we just went hard, man. And I emceed the whole thing. And I saw a lot of familiar faces, dudes that kill it. Joe Handy, shout out. You were killing it the whole day. Dylan, I don't know your last name, but you were on fire that whole day. Um, a lot of dudes out there that were just killing it. It was really sick, man. I was stoked to set up the tent. I went to Ocean State Job Lot beforehand and bought, like, this tent to put over, uh, put over my table, you know. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Atkins on Facebook. He says, Shex, what's good, buddy? Gotta shred soon. Uh, I think he meant Shets, but maybe he's cracking a joke. Either way, <laughs> that would be sick to shred. But yeah, Mike killed it, man. Eighth year, you know, it's fucking hard to do a skate event and organize it and grow it and keep it going. Eight years. Nothing to laugh at. With the New England New England Am, this year in November, it's coming up November 4th and 5th, it's going to be our fourth year. And uh, it's a lot of work, but it's sick when everyone comes together to just have an awesome time and throw it down. It's insane. But yeah, we did that. It was sick. It wasn't too hot. It was good weather. People at the general store were super stoked because everyone's going in there buying food and supporting the area. Um, there was no serious injuries, just um, a lot of shredding and a lot of broness, and it was a fucking rad day. Central Mass uh, Skate Festival, I believe number eight, was a success. And I'm glad my homie Travis came with me because I needed someone to help me with the booth, and he hit me up the night before and was like, I got you, dude. I'm like, perfect. We haven't seen each other in years, but we just picked up where we left off, and it was great to hang out with Travis and uh, have him man the booth and sell some All I Need stuff, which was really sick. I'm always honored when someone cops something. It's so cool. Um, oh, yeah. And then so we did that. And then the following day, I woke up at like 6 a.m. I gathered the All I Need and World Industries crew, skate team, and everyone involved with that. And we fucking loaded up uh, my car. And we drove seven hours to, I believe it's Whitneyville, Maine, which is seven hours in the middle of fucking Maine. So up near Canada. It's way out there. And... Uh, we charged it. We went up there, seven-hour drive. I think we stopped like three, four times, as you will, you know, get snacks and fucking some flat ground, check out some, uh, just we were bored of shit, you know, so you got to stop. We get there. We're not really sure what to expect, but the good homie Rob from Low Card invited us up, and Low Card is a skateboard magazine, which uh, you'll see in your local skate shops. It's pretty much in every shop. I believe it's free, too. You can uh, pick it up. And uh, he invited us to, to this spot in Maine. I had no idea. I was like, maybe 
10, 30, 40 people. I went as like hundreds of people. Drove to the middle of fucking Maine where there's nothing. Literally nothing out there. And we pull up to the spot after driving seven hours. And there's just rows of cars down the road. And we're like, fuck, we're parking all the way at the end. Like it's like a goddamn concert or something. And we showed up late. We park. And I'm just like, oh, there's a lot of motherfuckers here. And we're in the middle of nowhere. And we get out. We walk up to the the land. And we walk in. It's like uh, low card signs. And there's like spracker people hanging out, jumping out of nowhere. Skaters are shredding down the street. This empty road in the middle of Maine. And uh, there's this crazy building, this crazy house that's just abandoned. It's destroyed. Like no one lives in there. The door's kicked in. It's Plants are growing inside. It's hollowed. And then we walk around back. Well, first there's all these tents. They're just fucking set up everywhere. They're, they're set out on the road. As we're going by the cars, there's tents set up uh, right there. And we walk into the property, and there's another tent city right there. All the homies. I seen uh, my homie Todd from Max Hash Skate Shop was already posted up, had a grill. Saw a bunch of people that own shops and that skated and own brands. And there's this crazy mini ramp. Well, first you walk in and you see this wall right up onto the house. Because the house is destroyed. No one lives there. It's not even livable. I don't even know how it's standing up. But there's a fucking wall ride built up on the back of it to the wall. And people are, like, jumping in off the roof and rolling into this sketchy wood thing. And then there's this perfect mini ramp. Well, it's not perfect. It's sketchy, big-ass mini ramp. But once you get comfortable, it's super fun. It has these big extensions as well. Um, and, yeah. It was fucking wild. So I was just like, it basically reminded me of like the Lost Boys, like Peter Pan, no rules. Everyone's just running wild. There's fires going. I saw little kids lurking around. I saw a bunch of people getting drunk and it sounds wild. It was fun, but it seemed like it was safe. No one got hurt from what I can tell and everyone had a good time, exercised their freedoms in the middle of Maine. The cool thing I thought was like when you do an event like that, it's off and in the middle of nowhere. Like we were skating in the streets right the main road but there's no one coming for hours because it's way out there it's like on the border of canada so we set up our tent uh me kevin clem uh jeff came sammy skates came um what else evan mansalillo came we set up our tent right next to our car behind our car that was our that was our logic we're like if we set it up inside on the property where other people are it's madness like people are just raging all night long like it was fucking insane. I, I'm not even going to do it justice. We set up next to the car, and we were we were like a mile away because there's such a line of cars. Set our tent up. Kevin brought tent shitty because like that he has a two person tent, uh, a two room tent. So there's two rooms, but it's one tent. You walk in. There's a zipper in the middle that can divide the two rooms. It's a massive tent. But first time he brought it out on a trip, he didn't know how to set it up. So I think it was him and Adelman. Um. One second, I'll continue. Joshua on live sh on the YouTube live stream asks, "Where are you located?" We're in Massachusetts. All I need, I'm in Massachusetts right now. So yeah, he he brings out tent shitty, and I told him I was like, "Dude, are you gonna bring tent shitty? And do you know how to set it up?" He's like, "Yeah, I got this. I can set it up now." Because last time he didn't know how to set it up, and when we woke up in the morning, he was just laying in like a blanket of tent. The tent fell down and was just. He was just zipped up in a blanket, basically, on the ground, him and Ryan Adelman. So I'm like, I don't want that to happen, but we need your tent because it's got a lot of space and we could all sleep in there. So he said he had it. I trusted Kevin. I was like, Kevin's pretty legit, can hold it down. If he says he can set up tent shitty better, he's setting it up. So he brought it. Long story short, 
We got Tent Shitty set up. We changed the name to Tent Liddy because it was lit. Tent Liddy. <laughs> and uh, all it, we were away from the madness. So that was our logic. Like set up outside so we can just lurk into the property and get into the mini ramp and the drunk people and the chaos and the fire. And the and then we could leave it and go back to our, our safety of our tent. Um, I think that was a good plan. But the only catch to that was that uh, the party came to us. People like like that we had a chill zone, you know, and they started coming, and then eventually everyone starts coming. We filmed we filled that tent up with like ten people at one point. Everyone's in there eating food, smoking weed, drinking beers, talking shit, getting to know each other, like talking about the madness in there. And the inside of our tent was disgusting because everyone's coming in with shoes, and we're off on the side of the road, which is in the middle of Maine, and it's like a there's like a it's all wet, kind of like rained a little bit and started drying up. So the inside of our tent got pretty disgusting. Thank God I brought a sleeping bag, and there was some leaks as well. Um, tent Liddy went off, though, but thank you, Kevin, for bringing that thing. That saved the day. Um, but, yeah, it was awesome, man. We had a lot of fun. And Rob, shout out to Rob at Low Card. Thank you for inviting us, and thank you for being authentic uh, skating, just doing it how it should be done, you know? I appreciate the fuck out of it, and that was really fun. I can't wait to come to go back next year. It was rad to see all the homies killing it too. Justin Healy, shout out, Chris uh, Peterson, I believe his last name is. There was too many killers that I saw that I was just like, God damn! There's so many great skateboarders in New England, and they're all wild. It's awesome, bunch of savages. I love it. It's fucking intense. It's like raw skateboarding, you know. Sometimes it's chaos. Sometimes it's not. Kevin was killing it. Kevin Clem killed it on the ramp. Evan, Evan Iman, uh, his last name, I believe, is Monsalillo. M-A-N-S-I-L-L-O. Monsalillo. M-A-N, yeah. Either way, Evan Shreds. And uh, he's working on a new video part for All I Need. Uh, he's going to be, like, uh, our next official am. So that's going on. Um, let me take a question real quick before I continue with Low Card Adventure. Ashter says, what age did you start skating? I started skating when I was 13 years old. Uh, I had just lost my father. He um, he was in a motorcycle gang and he got shot and was paralyzed for a few months. And then he passed away, which is super hard and rough to deal with. Um, but, you know, that was right when I found skateboarding. I don't want it to seem too sad. I, I You know, I don't want to have a sad story. It's, it's a sad part of the story, and it hurts still to this day. I think about my father a lot. I have him tattooed on my wrist. That was one of my first tattoos. And I named my dog after my father. Someone told me earlier to shout out Elwood. And uh, Elwood's my dog, and that was my father's name as well. I used to get flow from Elwood Clothing, too, which I thought was cool because I had my father's name on, on wearing You know, like it was a skate brand, and I got to rock my father's name. And, and he passed when I was 13, and it was tough. He got shot. Um... Just he was going to a funeral for one of his buddies, and they're all in a motorcycle gang, and they're driving their bikes to the funeral, and a car pulled up, and I'm a, I I wasn't there, you know, I'm, I was I was so little, I was twelve, thirteen at this time, and uh, but this is all what they told me, you know, and I guess they're driving their bikes to the funeral, a car drove up, ran over one of my father's homies, like ran him over, and then shot out the window. My father got hit in the back of the neck, went down. Uh, was in the hospital for a while, for months, and then they he, they were trying to move him to a better hospital, or to a different hospital that had what he needed, and he didn't make the flight. And that, but that was like heartbreaking, man. I can't even, 
do it justice, but like, you know, he was my safety net and he could like, he was so strong. My dad used to box, he was in the martial arts. He would take us hiking and like, he just did his father job really well. And I appreciate that. I got it till I was up to 13 and then I lost that, that safety. It was like robbed of that. But that was right when I found skateboarding. I found my first board because I had to move. I was living with my father at the time. That all happened. I had to go live with my mom in New Bedford. And uh, my mom was kind of lost in drugs at that time. Or she was lost in drugs at that time. And uh, we were living in the projects right by the New Bedford High School. And... I was just like, that's right when I found skating. I was like, thank fucking God. As soon as I found, saw a skateboard and started skating, my homie Dale, I was like, how can you flip that board? How can you do tricks on a skateboard? It blows my mind, you know? And uh, he was just so cool to me. He's like, dude, check this out. Look at this video. Look at this magazine. Look at these tricks I can do. Like, look at all this stuff. He showed me a whole skateboard world. And, uh, you know... It just took my life over. I was like, this is like magic. Skateboarding is the coolest thing. There's different personalities, different tricks, different styles, different approaches. There's no right or wrong way. There's no coaches. It's just something you you, you do yourself or you can choose to do with others. But it's yours, you know? You can have your own expression through a skateboard. And I just love that because I needed that right at that time because I was lost, angry, about to fuck something up. Maybe I was getting in fights in school just because I didn't want to be there. And I was in a shitty situation at home, like my home wasn't safe living with my mom because there was sketchy drug dealers and fucking crackheads coming in and out, and it was just fucking wild. So I would just skate all the time. From 13 on, I skated my ass off. I just didn't go home. I'd go home super late, fall asleep, wake up, skate off, go to school, leave school, go skate all around town, and just try to meet up with people, stay out to the end of the light, till the light was gone, you know? And, uh... Just put everything into it because I was like, this is all I want to do. This is the funnest thing in the world. I can, I feel like I'm progressing as a person and I'm progressing with like getting better. I could do ollies and started learning kickflips and other tricks and skating transition, going to parks, meeting people that are driving me around. Um, but it all started when I was 13. You know, I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah, Mike, little, little, uh, she skates tuning in. I want to shout out she skates. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Also, Mike Lanz, or L-A-N-Z-E. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. I don't want to butcher it, but he says shred till death. I agree, man. Skateboarding is, you know, some people turn it into a sport. Some people turn it into something like popularity contests and bullshit. Like, people try to put rules on skateboarding and whatever. For me, it's not like that. Skateboarding is individual, you know? Uh... Stefan on Facebook says, you killing it, man. Thank you. That means a lot. That hypes me up, gets me inspired to keep doing cool skateboarding stuff. But yeah, so skateboarding to me is is personal. It was like there for me when I needed it, but it also built community for me. Skateboarding does save lives. Thank you. Martine says that on Facebook. Exactly. Um, so I love skateboarding. I really like it's part of my life whether I make money from it or I don't because there's been a time like I've been through the whole spectrum of skateboarding. I started at 13 right when I lost my father and I got super obsessed with it because it was kind of therapeutic for me to be around people and to be experimenting with the skateboard and take my frustrations out on the skateboard instead of people instead of getting in fights instead of doing crazy drugs and 
just doing that all the day and hanging out with idiots because there's a lot of traps when you're young everyone's trying to figure it out and a lot of people don't figure it out and they want to pull you down that's a part of life that exists not everywhere not everyone but that is a pitfall in life you know so I don't know, skateboarding pulled me away from all that. It pulled me away from the popularity bullshit in school. Even school it pulled me away from. I liked the idea of school. I wanted to do good in school, but I just couldn't because I'd go there and I'd have anger issues and I'd be on the edge of tears and I'd have a headache and I didn't have shelter that night. So I'd be sleeping at my friend's house. I didn't have clean clothes. I, so I wasn't very popular because I'm a dirty ghetto kid who's like just playing with a skateboard. and uh, And I had a temper, you know? So... Skateboarding took me away from that, too. It, you know, I, I went back and finished high school just for myself because I was like, hey, if I ever want to take a college class, at least I'll have high school done. I won't have to go do the GED thing, you know. And But I was learning and growing without school anyways. I started learning about travel. I started learning about networking and meeting people and marketing. And I just started learning about having fun, finding yourself, learning how to express myself properly and, like, how to vision things. Like, I learned all this without school. School and teach me that shit, you know, but, but, um, yeah, skateboarding just pulled me away, because I, I just stuck with it, I was like, this is a thing that's awesome, uh, let me go to a comment real quick, guys, Stefan Gonzalez says, or, I don't, Stefan G, sorry, I'm so bad with names, thought about this, skateboarding is an art, and you wouldn't know the people you know now if it wasn't for skating, that's 100% true. It is an art. It can be an art. It can be anything to anyone. It's just a piece of wooden wheels. So it's really on the individual. So if you pick up a piece of wooden wheels, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. You could turn it into a sport. You could turn it into an art. You could just break your boards and get frustrated. You could just use it as a way to stunt and hang out and not even skate. Like, whatever you want to do, you know? Like, it's a free, it's very free for anyone to use. But the cool thing about skateboarding is what you put into it, the energy you put into skating, the style you put into skating, the thought, the approach of how you learn skating, how you share it, the community. The, it's the people that make something special, you know, and skateboarding has a lot of epic people involved. And more so this day, I think skateboarding's at an all-time high because we've learned to let each other live a little bit. There was a lot of bullshit and talking shit and people kind of... There's still that exists, you know, like styles clash, you know, like even in hip hop it happened. People are battling each other, jockeying for, you know, position and notoriety and all that shit. And that happens in anything, you know. Um, but people used to be super ruthless to the point where they'd almost be like jocks, I felt like. But that kind of went away. It's more like everyone's just like, hey, we went through a recession. Hey, let's rebuild this shit out of the ashes and let's let everyone involved. Like skateboarding's for everybody. I've been saying that most of my life, like. I don't care if you're a jock, nerd, gay, black, white, purple, alien. Like, if you want to pick up a skateboard and go, who the fuck can tell you how to do it, when to do it, anything, you know? Like, you want to push Mongo, you don't want to push at all. Like, I don't care. It's your energy, your life, your expression, you know? So I think we all kind of realize that. It's like, let's ev let everyone live and enjoy the same things we enjoy, you know? Even if they take a different approach or look different or sound different, who cares about the difference? Let's focus on the commonality of the fact that we all all we all need skateboarding because for whatever reason, it just keeps growing and more people gravitate to it and build with it and make it part of their lives. So it's a necessity for a lot of us. And that's amazing to me. <sighs> Let's read some comments, sorry. <laughs> Martin D. Rick, Skateboarding Saves Lives. Mike. It's not a hobby, it's a lifestyle custom tailored to a person. 
I agree. It can be that. It could be a hobby too. Some people want to do it a hobby, but not for me. It's it's my life. It's giving me everything, like a lot of people out there. Nice. All right, let's get back to. I'll try to stay with the uh, the comments. I want to shout out She Skates again. What's up, She Skates? Joe Feliciano, shout out. I love style. Style is the best in skateboarding. So yeah, we're back to Robstock. It was sick. We we made it through the night. Jeff tried to my good homie Jeff, I've known him for most of my life, tried to wrestle with me. He was a little too drunk. I feel like he had been working really hard. He works at the warehouse, um, screen printing and embroidering apparel, it's hot, it's August. I think he had been working too many days. He came to Robstock, he got a little wasted, started wrestling with me. I pinned him down, just told him I don't wanna wrestle, like I don't wanna play and then we worked that out. That was kinda interesting. And then uh Jess is my homie. He lives with me, so like he knows. We've already talked about it. And then, uh, then the next day after Robstock, we left, got some breakfast, which was delicious. Blueberry pancakes in Maine. Not fucking around. And then we drove to the skate park. Oh god, I'm not gonna remember the skate park. Might have been Lewiston. Yeah, Lewiston, Maine has a concrete park that's really epic. And there's some gnarly dudes shredding. We went there. Kevin Clem started tearing it up. Those clips are going to go up today. There's a vlog going up on the YouTube channel. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, depending on how much I can get done of this whole low-card trip. Uh, but, yeah, Kevin killed it. Sammy Skates was there shredding. Got this big 5-0 on the steep-ass hubba and a couple other bangers. So I got a bunch of clips there. Steven Brayman, we call him Seagull. He was there. He fucking ollied into this, like... 12 foot ramp basically from the skate park into like a big deep end of a bowl it was insane uh i got that clip in there as well and that's all coming hopefully tonight so that was sick we skated that park and then we just booted home we saw this beautiful landscape we went out to like this pasture we're up in the mountains of maine and it's like a full basically a full 360 panorama of just this horizon line and beautiful field and mountains and it was gorgeous man yeah, if you guys are on the YouTube channel, um, check out Central Mass Skate Jam. That was sick. I just put that episode up yesterday. Uh, that was super epic. <laughs> really fun. Everyone is killing it. A lot of fun ramps. And then low card ones going up today, hopefully latest tomorrow. And yeah, so then we made it home. That was sick. I had to get home. Uh, I had real life shit to catch up on because, you know, I'm off skateboarding for two days. I don't have access to internet, all these emails come in and all this stuff, business stuff like with all I need and world and I gotta crunch all these numbers and do all the paperwork, all the work side that's not as fun as the skate side, you know? The skate people like to think that uh it's you know, skateboarding doesn't have an element of work to it, you know. I've been saying a lot, like even when you get what you want, like I you know, if you wanna own a brand, you you get it and you achieve it and then you re there's work in that, you know what I mean? No one escapes work. You gotta work. Even when you get what you want, you gotta work at it. So that's been my philosophy. So I came back, got to work, handled that stuff. And when I got home, I had a sick, um, sorry, let me close my window. When I got home, I had a box and I was like wondering what the box was all about. And I looked at it, opened it up, and it was from, so, to, from one of the Shetler Show listeners, one of the podcast listeners. And her name's Kelly, and she sent me a pair of, which I'm wearing right now, a pair of Soul Republic um, head, headphones. And they're pretty sick um, for the video. I know people listening won't be able to see, but you can just pull it right off and then just slide it right back on. And the quality is amazing. But Kelly sent me this sick card with it, and I just want to give it a little read. She wrote, hey, Anthony. 
Thanks for keeping me sane while living in Michigan. Your shows have been keeping me entertained while working. I just think you are an amazing skater, and I love what you are about in your story. Please accept these gifts of thanks, and know I do not expect anything in return. Just keep doing what you're doing. Except autograph, lol. Because she put a little post. She sent another card and put a little post-it note that says, "Please autograph this card for me and send back." And it. She sent it with an envelope with a stamp, so I didn't have to do anything, which was pretty cool. Just set up nice and easy, and uh, sent it back to her. So that was cool. I was really appreciative. Uh, let me see. Like I said, I wish my job was to use skaters, surfers, boarders to represent Soul Republic like back in the day, but I guess it's not their image anymore. If it changes, I will tell them to picture you. Uh, Kelly, take care, Kelly. So, yeah, so cool, man. I really appreciate, you know, the gift's cool. I really like the headphones. I appreciate that a lot. But more importantly, this card, like, is so sick to me. Just the feedback and how cool you were and that you thought to write it out and send it to me. This means the world. So I'm going to hang this thing up in my office. That way I don't forget. Like when things get hard, it's that feedback that makes me want to keep going. So I really appreciate the feedback from everybody in Facebook land, YouTube, even Instagram. You guys, you guys seriously helped me keep doing this. I couldn't do this without you guys. And I, I'm really grateful for that. So thank you. Let me see. Let me see. And you work super hard, always moving, always encouraging others. Shea Green, thank you. I appreciate that. It's all we can do. Sometimes we get lost. And I don't know. The work keeps me focused so I don't get lost. So I like doing a lot of work. You know. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. I came back. So I went to Central Mass. That was fucking sick. Event. I got to MC it. Everyone was super cool. I didn't get to skate as much as I liked, but I did skate a little bit. Then I went to Robstock. Which was super awesome in the middle of Maine, chaos, a little bit of um, destruction like I needed. There was a fire, people falling all over the place, like some drunkness, craziness. Stuff that I needed to see a little bit just to balance it out. And then uh, I come back and I got this sick gift and uh, it means a lot. So it's so cool. I'm really appreciative uh, to Kelly for hooking that up and for that card more importantly. Um, next thing on the agenda is if you are subscribed to our YouTube channel which is youtube.com forward slash all I need skate. We are flying Derek Fukuhara and Timmy Knuth, the two pros, two of the pros for all I need, and my good homies, best buddies. We used to ride for World together back in the day, and when that fell through at that time, uh, Derek and Timmy, I brought them over to all I need because I know they love skating, and we kept the show going, and we got the pro boards out now. They're coming out to the East Coast to skate, so they'll be in the vlogs on YouTube. So if you're following along, in September, we're going to have some special guests. Derek Fukuhara, what up, my dude? Check out the High Rise as well. That's him and his buddy Aaron's uh, YouTube channel, and they, they also make some apparel, and it's based around marijuana and 420 lifestyle. They do some interesting stuff, for sure. And Timmy Knuth. Timmy's one of the gnarly skateboarders of this generation. He fucking kickflip crooked Hollywood 16. He kills transition like as gnarly as anybody. And he's fucking crazy tech on manuals too. It doesn't, I, I struggle with manuals, no lie. Like I have a hard time manual and I can do certain manual tricks and I should do them more. But I struggle with it. And it's weird, sometimes it's like that. Like you have a strength in one area and you have weaknesses in another. Timmy doesn't seem to have any weaknesses. He's a goddamn Terminator from what I can tell. He's good at everything, and he's like the raddest dude. And he appreciates skating, so I love that guy. 
So they're coming out in September, and I'm excited. I'm going to take them to Boston, probably Providence, um, maybe New York if we get the time. I'm excited to skate with them. I haven't skated with them in a long time, you know. I got a question on YouTube. Let's check it out. 963. Skating is so great for so many because it isn't defined. Tricks or no tricks, long or penny board, vert or flat ground, young or old, hopefully we never put skating in a box that excludes anyone. That's solid and well said. I love I love the way you said that. Um, it's weird. The problem that I see, though, is that there's people that want to skateboard and put it in a box. Like, there's people that want to be in street league in these big contests in the Olympics, and that's putting skateboarding in a box. It's confining it into a course, and you're giving them points, and you're saying this is better than that, and blah, 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 and you're putting it into a box so you can package it and put, you know... You can sell it to the masses, you know? So the problem with letting everybody live and skate is that we also have to give them some leniency. They got to be able to do their contest stuff. I don't want to do that shit because, you know, I don't want to have to win a contest to be pro. I don't want to have to... I want to do skateboarding at my own terms and put out my own output of skating, my own reflection, my own uh, expression of my skating and put the work into where people would support you and want you to be a pro, you know? I don't want to have to win contests to be pro or to please some people just for so they can make money. So, But that some people want to play that game because they're good at it. There's dudes that win that all the time. You look at those dudes in Street League and they win and they win a lot of money and they make a living from it. So we got to let them live too. They can do that too, you know? Just not my thing, you know? So weird. I don't know how to say it. It's like I agree we don't have to put it in a box, but if people want to put it in a box, let them, I guess. Or just, here's the counterbalance. If you don't like that expression of skating, then we have to create our own expression and share that and put it out there. So, like, if you're not into just the contest extreme side of skateboarding, then put out the, you know, your expression of what you think skateboarding is and, and share it and get a lot of people and throw your own events and stuff like that. That's how we counterbalance that and fight fight that almost so there's a balance. Because the worst is if... If core skaters, people that love it and live it and don't follow rules, if they have no say in skating or no, uh, if they don't create events, if they don't open up skate shops, if they don't start the brands, then someone that doesn't really care about skating is going to do all that and they're just going to do it for numbers. Instead of the joy and happiness in the community, they're going to do it because they want to make profit off of it. So that's another reason why I do everything I do, what we do with all I need, not just me. It's not just me by any means, but like... Peter James Glenn on the art, Conrad with the sales rep, uh, Corey Goon and Billy Drown, all the team riders on All I Need. Uh, the reason why we do everything is to kind of to fight against that corporate mainstream side. So there's an opposing, you know, there's like, you know, a balance, a healthy balance. Joe Salad, what up, my dude? Thanks for tuning in on YouTube. All right, we covered Derek. Anybody out there in Facebook or uh, YouTube land? Have you guys watched any new movies lately that are sick? Me and Lady Dash, my lady last night, we went out and saw, I believe it's War of the Planet of the Apes. The shit that they can do with movies nowadays, the special effects, the CGI is insane. We're going to have real vampires. I'm going to get a little crazy on you guys right now. Hold on. So, here's my idea. Tom Cruise is already a... Uh, uh, is already a a, a fucking vampire. 100%. He's lived a thousand lifetimes because he's played a million characters in movies. And now with the CGI, they just make these actors look younger. They just CGI them to look however they want. 
So you literally could have like a seventy year dude, seventy year old actor out there playing like a twenty year old because they're just gonna CGI you because they do that when you do like a flashback in a movie. And the technology has gone so good. So these people are just gonna be living thousands of different lifetimes and just looking whichever way they want. Are they ever gonna need? A, is there gonna be a point in time when they don't need an actor because they can just CGI a whole character? I mean, they can already do that. Do people want actors? I would think, right? Because it's cool to know a story of an actor and then see the roles he picks and the narratives and that stuff. But it blew me away, dude. The the reactions of the monkeys and and all the animals that were in War of the Planet of the Apes. It was so trippy, dude. I felt like I was there. It, the technology is insane. I remember back in the day when, like... I'm from the era when there's DVDs. <laughs> Even before that, VHS. I remember VHS. Not that many movies either. Like it's crazy to think how fast things have progressed in my, just my lifetime. I'm 34. I'm not even, and it's already crazy. Carrie Fisher, the next Star Wars will be cheered. Carrie Fisher, I remember her. I don't remember from what, but Star Wars. I like the idea. I like the movie Star Wars. I liked uh, the stories, and uh, but I hadn't. They made so many movies. I've lost track now. But I bet they're all sick. I bet the special effects is like crazy um yeah it was sick but i got freaked out a little bit last last night at the theaters tars my, my lady dash freaked me out a little bit because we were in the theaters and it was pretty empty there was a couple in front of us and then in the back there was one person and uh they came in kind of loud and sat down and it kind of caught me i looked you know and then she was like she was like my lady was like scared. She was like, "Oh, I'm just kind of nervous because I'm thinking about the the theater shootings." And I was like, "What do you think that guy?" She's like, "I don't know." And then she was like, "I'm gonna get up and go to the bathroom and take a good look at him." So, so she got up. I turned around to watch her because I'm like, "What the fuck?" And uh, she walked out of the theater and went to the bathroom. And the guy, it was just someone who worked there. He had like a visor on and like a name tag. And, and, and like three times throughout the movie, he came down and went to the bottom of the screen, basically walked down the aisle and he'd push the emergency exit door open just to check. And then he left. It was three times, I think. I remembered because Tar, uh, Dash picked it, pointed him out. So, but yeah, nothing happened. But I was just sitting there like trying to watch the movie and I'm thinking about that. I'm like, how fucked up is that? That that happens, that people just go into theaters and shoot them up or schools that shit is so gnarly to think about and uh but it's a reality but i bet it's it's far less than we expect you know it's just the news they play that shit all the time so it makes it seem like it's happening every day i'm sure it's happening more than it should though all right i got a couple youtube questions right now right now aster any tips for beginner skaters yes i love beginner skaters you guys are my favorite because you're interested in skateboarding because you probably saw something about it and thought it was cool. And to me, that's so cool. Because I love skateboarding. So if there's anyone who's just ever starting skateboarding, do it. Or just, like, enjoy it. Don't be ashamed to be a beginner. That's the best time to be a skateboarder is in the beginning. Because everything is new to you. You have so many... I have... I started when I was 13. I'm 34 and I'm still learning. It's I'm still learning new tricks. I'm still learning to do old tricks better. And I'm relearning tricks that I used to do. And I'm still getting that high and joy from it. So to be a beginner is awesome. Because that's all ahead of you if you stick with it. The hardest part about skateboarding. And maybe the reason why a lot of kids are on scooters nowadays. Is that it's very hard to find balance. 
in anything, in life, in school, in business, balance on a skateboard is hard to find because it requires work. It requires attention. It requires focus, dedication, things that you have to learn when you're a beginner at something. Like if you started chess, chest <laughs> chess no no not chest <laughs> if you if you're playing chess right you're going to have to learn all the pieces you're going to have to learn all the moves and then you're going to have to play a shit ton so you get the experience and you can see how others interact it's the same with skating it's like you got to um you got to start at the very beginning you got to find your center of balance so take a skateboard i put it on carpet at first and i stood on it with what felt like my front foot you want whatever foot you kick with. I mean, there's no right way to do it. But for me, I wanted the foot that I kicked with my stronger leg to push with. So that's my right leg. So when I stood on the board, my friend showed me, he said, put your left leg up in the front because that's what you're going to find your center of balance with. And then you can kick with your right leg and push. So I put it on a carpet and I stood on the board right behind the front bolts. I put my foot and I stood there and caught my balance. And I knew I had my balance because I was just holding my foot like Karate Kid on the board, completely in control and chilling. And I started to relax and get style a little bit. And then I tried on concrete without even rolling. So I got one foot on and I take my other one up and hold it up. And I'm balancing on one foot right below the front bolts. And I'm just holding it. I'm calming down. And then I push, and then I learned how to push, and I struggled with that for a while. And then I found how to balance, push, 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 get my foot back on, turn sideways, start riding and carving. You know, you lean into your toes to carve to the right if you're regular, and then you lean into your heels to carve front side. And you can swerve like surfing. And that takes a lot of practice. That's really fucking hard to learn, and pe but it's totally attainable for anyone that wants to do that. And then you're rolling. At that point, you're poetry in motion because... You're trying, you're finding balance while being off balance. You're, that's what I like about skateboarding is it throws you off balance and you have to fight that and find style while fighting that. So you find balance. And some people make it look so easy and other people have more of a raw style. And I love both of those extremes. And, yeah. I don't know where it's going with all of that. But I love beginners. That's my point. And if you can learn everything from the bottom up from the ground up approach meaning that you start with learning how to balance then you learn to push and then you learn to turn and you learn how to pump on a mini ramp back and forth because the mini ramp's great too because it throws you off balance so you jump on your skateboard and you ride up a wall a slant a transition wall and it forces you to learn how to lean the opposite to hold it and come riding back down and then you have to catch your balance you know so that's basically just practicing finding balance which we have to do in life. We have to find balance in everything. We have to find a happy medium of work and play and of everything, you know? Too much of anything is bad. It's a balance between consumption and creation. So I like to create stuff. I like to create podcasts. I like to create videos. I like to create skateboards. My friend Peter creates the art and we put it on skateboards and we put those out and then and then, so that, I like that. But then, what also I like to do is look around and watch other people that are doing things like that and appreciate it, you know? Because I know how hard it is to do those things. So I like to, if you always are just creating yourself, you're being selfish. You're not looking up and seeing other people's creations. So I like to stop from creating sometimes 
and I like to walk around and consume and listen to other people and and watch what they're doing. And then it's a finding balance in creating and consuming. And it's hard to do. It's we forget. We got emotions and bad things happen. And you know that's why when I find people that are skating a lot in life, like I see them and they've been on their board a lot, they usually have a pretty good balance because they found time to they found time to go have fun on their board or to say what up and to actually they found time to get back on their board because life will pull you away from it it'll make you work a job that's tough and you'll have less and less time or school will take up too much time you know like especially for someone like me that all, all i wanted to do was skateboard all the time <laughs> and everybody thought i was crazy they might still i don't know maybe i am crazy but i just want to keep doing it and i want other people to do it you know why i like like sponsoring people and doing the trips and working with filmers and photographers and artists and like all these people that love what they do and are are just passionate about it. i like trying to find those people and like find ways to work together and then we just create cool stuff you know like let me get let me get to um some of these youtube questions Whew. all right she skates 926 shout out um i hope she does a video review uh, she skates. If you're still here, I'm glad you got the board we sent, the Rise deck. Um, I know it got lost in the mail there for a second, but I'm hyped. You guys, I think you guys went and had to pick it up at the post office. Um, please put that board together and skate it, and then let me know what you think of it. You know, maybe you could film unboxing it and then putting it together, and then film like a session at a park or something with it. It would just be cool to see that. Uh, but she, she skates rights. I just seen Despicable Me 3. It was funny. That's awesome. I love, uh, the minions and I liked, uh, the last two Despicable Me. So I'm hyped to check that one out. Thanks, to, thanks for letting me know. It's funny though. I love those movies. Um, D-O-R-T-O-K-A, K-A, Dortoka. Can you briefly, briefly run through the difference in flow, am, and pro, like pro and con for each? For the skater at each level process and becoming flow am from skater perspective. Alright, I'll try to do that. At flow am level, do you have obligations to the company free to walk away? Alright, so I'll break this down for you. In from my experience. This is how it happened for me. I started skating when I was thirteen. I skated for I think it was like till I was sixteen, so three years before I got my first sponsor. And my first sponsor was a skate shop. And then my, it was Solstice Skate Shop, and then they showed my, they would give me a discount. Solstice would hook me up with stuff. Oh, they give me their trash boards and their trash shoes. Like, when they threw their stuff out, I could, like, grab it, you know? And it was still pretty good, because they could get new stuff. You know, they had jobs and were crushing it in life, and they could afford new stuff when they wanted. And, uh, I was so young, you know? Like, I didn't have a job or nothing. I was hustling side jobs, but I didn't always have cash. But they would help me out, which was so sick. And uh, that was that flow, you know, it's a flow process when a shop says, hey, we think you're talented, represent the skate shop for us, go to the events, you know, help us create the skate world, you know, film videos for our, our, our social media, or back then it was just like, let's make a video together, whatever it is, you know, like be part of the collective of the skate shop, these are people that are loving it and living it and working it, working at it. So that was my first sponsor, that was considered flow. I was like, I'm on the team, but it's a shop flow. Like, I'm not fully on. I'm just kind of like the new guy. You kind of go like the new guy. Because like, you got to get to know someone if you're going to be hanging out and representing and working with them and, and becoming friends. you got to get to know each other. It takes time, you know. And they, they liked me, which was rad, so it happened fast. And then they helped me get my first flow sponsor for a board company. So I rode for Fibro Skateboards. And this is because 
Steve Rodriguez would bring his skateboard team from New York down to New Bedford, Mass. And they would drive here in a van. We'd throw, the Solstice Skate Shop would throw a skate jam just so, like, the team guys could kill it and meet the Fibro guys and everybody in the local area could come and, and meet the skateboard team and we could have a sick day where there's some giveaways and some little fun jam contests and just, you know, film the whole thing, make an edit and help, you know, help Steve's brand and help the skate shop do awesome stuff, you know, and help all the kids that love skating. And he would do that, and I would go to all those things because it was like, yes, there's going to be pros and sponsor people, and like there's going to be everybody there filming, skating, hopefully having a good time, no matter how good or how bad or whatever the fuck your level of skating is. Like Everyone's just here to like be a part of it because skating's so cool. And then Steve liked me. I met him, and uh, I think we went to get food afterwards because Steve would always do that. He'd go, let's get food with the shop guys so we can hang out more and whatever, you know? And... Uh, so I went and went to one of those meals, and then I just was like, kept sending Steve my VHS tapes, my sponsor me tapes, because I was filming all the time, because that was the funnest thing. It was like you'd learn a trick, and then you'd want to film it, put it to music, so you could like have you collect it, like collecting memories. Like, oh, I did a nollie heel flip on a gap. I got a nollie, I got a switch flip on that gap. I got a fifty fifty on that, and then you start stringing together your video part, and it's you find a song you're super hyped on, and. That's one of the funnest things, too, you know? But Steve liked my footage because I kept sending him tons. It wasn't that it was great, but it was just that I I was learning these tricks so fast. And I kept putting out a lot of output. I put out a lot of tapes, you know? And I was getting better in them, you know? Because I was filming everything. And I just kept sending them to him. Not hounding him. None of that shit. Just sending to him. Saying, hey, I just want to keep in touch. Check out my footage. And over time, they just put me... They are like, yeah, let's go. You should come on a trip with us. Like, we have this coming up. You should come. Uh, we'll help get you there. And I think it was like $40 bus ticket or something. I just took that and met up with those guys and then off on a trip. And then once I met those dudes, they were just like family instantly because we're all down for skating and all wanted to do this, you know. So then they eventually put me on as an am. But I was on Flow for a long time. They would just give me boards. That's what Flow is. I feel like a company will support you... You know, by like maybe giving you a board once in a while when you need it, or like you know, just support you in that way. That's what I do for flow. Like, here's some boards, ride them, try to make them last, and when they're done, they're done. And you know, if you if you create com some content and share it, if you're doing stuff with your skate community and you're working on things, like, then I can keep supporting you. You know, because I I have to pay for all this stuff. So if I'm not if there's no return in it, then I'm just paying all this money. And I'm going to go broke because I can't afford it, you know? Like, who can? It's really hard to just have a lot of money to start a brand, you know? So I just need so – for Flow, you need someone who's hyped on skateboarding, has a cool skateboard community, and if they don't have one, they're creating one. Like, people will build DIYs and get their friends turned on skating, and then they'll share it with other people, and then eventually they'll have this big skate community of people that love skating. It's like, yeah, I want to support that, like – like Corey Goonan rides for us and they have a DIY spar uh, skate park which is a do it yourself just figure it the fuck out if you don't have a skate park find a basketball court or something I'm not saying do this but this is what happens find a basketball court or somewhere no one's using and just try to build something a ledge a box a quarter pipe like whatever you can look up directions online buy a couple concrete bags add water to it mix it stick it in the ground like build something to skate uh but they did that in Plymouth, so I sponsored Goonan, and I was like, dude, I'll kick in 100 bucks, buy some concrete, let's build something, you know, I'll do that occasionally, or let's throw a skate jam and everyone kick in some change, and we'll take the money and make more ramps at this DIY, so we'll have cooler stuff, and more people can skate, and make, you know, 
So, like, that's, like, a good relationship, you know, because we can help each other grow skateboarding together, you know? So the flow is, like, you're just hanging out. You're part of it. Someone sees a spark in you, sees something in you, and they want to support you. We don't have that many people on Flow, Am, and Pro for All I Need. So I was the first pro for All I Need because I started the brand, and I was already pro prior to that because I was riding for World Industries, and they turned me pro, and I had a bunch of pro boards out. And uh, then that the recession hit, and they had to you know pull back on their skate team. So I was like, I'm just going to start my own skate team then. So I started All I Need, and you know my board... And then Timmy Knuth, because he was riding for World at the time, too. And I was like, dude, Timmy, you're one of the greatest skateboarders I've ever seen. And the raddest dude. And you're a fucking true skate rat. So let's keep this party going. So he was another. He was the second pro. And then we've been working for years now. And we got to the point where we're like, all right, we can put a third board in the line. And then Corey Goonan, who started as Flow, put out a bunch of video parts, built a DIY, helped build a DIY spot, and has been part of the skate community forever. He had just been killing it and really doing a lot for all I need, which is skateboarding. You know, he's doing a lot for skateboarding. And and uh, we had the money at the time to uh, add a third board to the line, and we, we took him skydiving, which was so sick. We took him, Corey, we took him skydiving, and when he landed, we had his family sneak in and, and give him his first pro board. Well, there's a video online. I think you type in Corey Goon and skydive. And he skydives down and then fucking his family's there and hook him up with the board, which was so cool. I, it was such a cool moment because I was like, let's make it special. Let's make it over the top. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's his first time. It's his first and only time going to be pro. And, like, that's how it should be done. So we did something crazy and out there. And I, I'm so happy. We do. It was so sick. Um, uh, yeah. So Corey's a pro. Uh, Timmy, myself. And then, just recently, Derek Fukuhara, who also rode for World um, back in the day, and now he rides for All I Need, and he has a pro board. We just gave away one of his pro boards. And these guys these guys don't get paid. I don't know if that's a crazy idea to you, but we all work jobs, you know? Like, everyone works jobs. And uh, everyone's trying to build skateboarding together, you know? Like, we're trying to figure out a way to grow this thing and to keep doing cool stuff and inches add up everyone's optimistic and it's we've been doing it since 2011 and it's steady grown and we've done a lot of cool stuff we went to san diego for two weeks a full team trip we've gone to surf expo down in florida uh florida i said florida did you hear the way i sound like i was florida down in florida (laughs) um but we did a couple trips down to Florida to Surf Expo Orlando. That was sick. We went to Atlanta for two weeks. We put out multiple videos. Um, some of those trips were to film for that video. We put out a lot of artwork on t-shirts, clothes, hats, skateboards. We've worked with Peter James Glenn, who is the same, working a full-time job, creating art, hoping to make a living from it, trying to find ways to do it honestly and to rebuild after a recession. That's That's been our goal. And try to do it at a pace where we can learn and do it right and grow, you know? Not just try to capture you with some bullshit and sell you some bullshit. Like, a lot of people just try to latch on to something and it's about the dollars, you know? And it is, you know, like a business. If you have a business, you got to make a profit so you can keep going. Because anything that's not growing is dying, you know? But you just don't have to try to only grow, like, uh, try only chase dollars, you know? You can do the right growth where you build structure and a foundation and that takes time. You know, even if you get tons of money and you're a small brand, you might not know what to do with it. You haven't had no, you got to learn like how to do this, you know what I mean? So 
to learn it with a lot of different people, it takes time. So we've been growing this thing, and it's been amazing. Like, I'm excited. We got a lot of cool stuff going on. We've been doing it a lot, and I'm really proud of everything. And everyone involved, too, and all the feedback, and I don't know. It's crazy because we've done this out of the recession, and we were just kind of getting the Internet. It was really taking hold and all the social media stuff. So, like, you guys have been a, a part of this from the beginning, and you, you guys have helped support it um, through our online skate shop, and you also have given me tons of advice and help, you know, and a lot of constructive criticism, and uh, it's helped grow skateboarding in my eyes, you know, because every dollar we make from all I need goes right back into skating, you know, because we, we do the New England M, and we just, cr we put it back in so we can keep it growing, not just for us, but for our skate community, the more cool stuff we do in the community, the more it grows, more people can be a part of it, everyone can find their spot, if everyone's doing that together, we're working in the same direction, you know, people like, people like to think skateboarding is the biggest thing ever, you know, and it's the best thing ever, for sure, I agree, but it's not the biggest, like, Things there's room to grow. Like you look at other organizations or things that whatever you look at and look at the levels that they are on. You know, like we don't even we have a lot of skate parks nowadays. But how many basketball fields, football fields, uh, soccer fields, stuff like that? You know, like they're in every city. You know, it's insane to think about. I love skateboarding so much, so I'm like I just want it to everywhere so that people could have access to it. It's like the freest, the freest um, art or whatever you want it to be. It's it's the freest. Because it's just you and your board and wheels. There's no coach. There's no time. Like, you can do it when, where, whatever. So, that should be to everyone. Let me get back to some of the questions, though. But I hope I answered your question. So, flow is like you're new. You're meeting people. You are a skater who has been filming and work. And, and you know, you found people in your area that skateboard. And you guys have joined together and maybe started a DIY or a skate shop or if that already exists, maybe you just help them with whatever they need, like be a soldier to help them build skateboarding, like events and build podcasts and build Instagram stuff and create content and whatever, film video parts and represent the shop. Like you, you rep for them. You do that because, you know, that's your skate community. And then F AM is when you find someone, like a, usually a board company, that's going to go, yeah, we want to turn you AM, make a video part, you know. You had already, you know, you had already been on Flow for a long time. People got to meet you on the team. You, they got to see how you act in certain situations. Like maybe you went on a trip with them. Um, just see if we can all get along, you know. And then if the if everything works, that's the big if in this thing. Like maybe the country goes to war and we're back in recession. There's no money for any of this stuff, you know. Like, But maybe you stay optimistic and everyone's working hard and, you know, people can make a little living off of what they do and love. Maybe the economy allows that and then, you know. Maybe there's an opportunity to turn someone pro and actually um, produce a board, be able to afford to put a board out with their name on it and a graphic that they choose and, you know, to turn them pro and give them their first pro board. That's amazing to me. Um, so that's pro, you know, like after years of dedicating yourself and building up skate community and followers and not in the sense of like Instagram followers, but just people that follow your narrative and story and know you because you know them and you watch their story and narrative and you're part of a community together, you know? And then hopefully, you, you know, there's money to have pros in the world where a company could turn someone pro because of their work ethic and and their growth, you know? That that's would be sick, you know? There should be more of that. But it takes all of us to come together, all the skate shops, all the brands, all the people that create events. And we need people that dedicate their life to skateboarding because they love it and truly don't care. Um, they just want to see skateboarding 
be healthy and happy and grow and be accessible to everyone, I feel. Let me check some of these uh, questions again. I'll get back there. are getting to a lot of them. Um, okay, so can you pretty through? I run through that. Sheesgate says she loves playing chess. Me too. I might have lost you guys there with that chess reference. I hope not. Or analogy. I start... All right, so Christian... I says, I started when I was 13, I'm 15 now, and can Trey flip and jump an 8 stair? I'm really considered considering going pro because I'm having so much fun, but I see other people my age doing other more crazy shit. What's up? Alright. First, about going pro. Um, you can consider going pro, that's fine. But like I said, you gotta either, you gotta, you gotta build up a skate community to go pro because you need people to support you you know they got to see your dedication your passion to skateboarding so that takes a long time to build up so that would be my first move i would like i said find a skate shop find people doing events try to help out or create your own skate shop create your own event whatever it is your own brand create that try to grow that just for the sake of doing it because you love skateboarding you want to contribute and then when years people turn you pro basically like your peers people that are like shop owners people are like yeah he's put out enough work that he's, you, they can just tell when you're like, dude, this dude's just really in it because he loves it. And then that's usually when you get your pro board, I hope. So that's like the approach, you know? But I wouldn't even worry about being, going pro or am or flow. If you just focus on your needs, which should be skateboarding in general, like I just need to skateboard because I love it. It's, it makes me happy. My heart beats. Sometimes it's just there for me when I'm having a frustrated day and I got to go ride around and not think, you know, because I'm on my board. I'm in motion. Like, if you just focus on skating, you're going to grow and get better and you're going to progress and you're going to find people that love that and think that way and feel that way too. And then good things will happen from that. Maybe it's sponsorship. Maybe it's not. Like, I've been, I started as the pro. I got to travel the world. I did all that. Recession hit. No more pro. You know, and I just started from the ground up. I started my own skate thing. I started an idea and I put some money into it and we've just been growing it. And like, so I've seen all sides of it. I've seen like, hey, you're pro, people are paying for you to do stuff. I had companies flying me around. I rode for Birdhouse, which is owned by Tony Hawk. I would go on some tours with him, which is crazy. And then I rode for Zoo York, which is, at that time it was owned by Mark Echo, which is Zoo York in New York City. I saw 50 Cent outside the Zoo York building. He'd coming out with like bulletproof shit on and big bulletproof truck and uh so i've seen that too i had the pro boards the pro shoes all that stuff and i i've seen it all go away too you know because the people that own you know certain certain companies they weren't skateboarders so when times got tough they cut the skateboarding team so then we just create our own skateboarding team you know so like i've seen every spectrum and i just want skateboarding in my life and just like you guys you know you just want to have some time to go skate and have fun with your friends and maybe create something or 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 consume something watch other people do stuff or cheer be a part of that if you follow that good things can only happen whether you turn flow and pro any of that stuff it you know that's a matter of time dedication focus a lot of people could do it but they don't focus on it long enough and uh, or the injury happens because they try to rush it too much. They want to be pro or flow or get the accolades and the recognition, and that's what they're working towards. And and that's fine. Like I I love all that stuff. I loved when I was able to be flow and pro and uh, am and pro and filmer and artist like things like that. Those are sick titles, you know. But if you rush to it, you could get hurt. You know, you got to build a solid foundation. Figure out what your style is. Get comfortable doing the tricks so you can keep progressing with those tricks. Instead of just trying to learn a trick real quick and then jump down the biggest thing with it, 
you know because then you could get hurt and then it's like now you're out forever you can't even do the thing that you really need which is just roll around because that's what we all want to do ultimately you know uh so i hope i answered that question but that's rad that you can alienate stare and you can tray flip tray flips are the funnest trick i love tray flips and I remember stair counting and all in 8, 9. I even got to like 15, 16 stairs. I like to take the rails at that point because it's faster and usually less impact if you can just, you know, just stick to it. But I don't really, it's kind of scary. Marcy San, Maurice Sampson says, Zen brother. Hell yeah. With that. What should I do? Christian asks, what should I do? Like I said, skate, just skate and have fun. Contribute to skateboarding and good things will happen. You'll end up with friends and a lifetime of travel and memories and just laughs and, you know. Sheesgate says, real friends don't let friends' ads go unclicked. <laughs> Sheesgates, thanks, homie. I like the shades. Working on the deck vid, can't believe you sent me something. That's Sheesgates as well. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm just stoked. I saw your YouTube. Sh you guys should check out Sheesgates926 on YouTube, her YouTube channel. She's sick, man. Uh, from what I can tell, she found skateboarding and she, she really thinks it's cool and she's been making like setup videos and learning 50-50 videos and just her sessions and she even has like a trampoline video with her, her, she, her dog's in some of it, her dad's in it. Um, it's a pretty good channel and I really enjoyed your channel so I got super hyped and I sent her a deck and I asked if maybe she could film just uh, some sort of YouTube video. Um, I don't even care. No rules. Just do whatever you want. I just wanted to send it to you because I wanted to see you riding a, uh, all that kneeboard. Thought that'd be cool. All right, skate fan says you grown that beard out. Matter of fact, I got a pretty good beard going, guys. Um, for the for the time going, and it's lasted a couple weeks now. But I'm shaving it today. End of story. This thing, I don't know. Facial hair is tight, and I really thought maybe I'll do it just for you guys. For the podcast, YouTube, Facebook, maybe the internet people out there, maybe I'll do a mohawk. Let me know if you want a mohawk. That's the thing. If you guys give me green light it, I'm going mohawk. Because my hair is almost gone, but a mohawk would be pretty funny. Beard's gone, though. I thought about doing a mustache, but my friend has a mustache, Jeff, that I live with. So double mustache might be strange. You guys could also let me know about that. Podcast listeners or anyone, <laughs> you want to give me some feedback? Should I go mustache? In Mohawk. Too much or not enough? Who fucking knows, right? <laughs> that would be funny, though. I've never rocked a Mohawk. Not consistently. Um, okay, let's see. Back to YouTube Live. My name is Aiden. Aiden wants me to go to the Edge. What up, Aiden? I remember you, man. Next time I'm at the Edge, come say what up. Say, hey, I'm Aiden, man. We talk online. Uh, I would like to go to the Edge. I might try to get there. Intense Fun says, hi, hello, D Fuchs is on the YouTube, what up my dude? 963 is laughing because he says, still waiting on those all I need hacky sacks too, PayPal is ready. I gotta look into that, I'm gonna write it down right now. <laughs> It'd be funny to do a small little run, AIN hacky sack. I don't know where you get hacky sacks made, I'm gonna have to look into that one for sure. Um, Alright, moving along. What is your favorite all-I-need thing? Skateboarding. I need skateboarding. But, I mean, family is all I need for sure. My dogs, Elwood and Emma, all I need all day. Uh, music, I need music. All I need is music. For sure, without music, I'd be lost. I like Florence and the Machine a lot. It used to be hip-hop, and I loved hip-hop coming up, and I still do. Like, when I hear 
like thought-provoking hip-hop or something that sounds good i'll catch on you know but a lot of these days it's been florence and the machine and stuff like that if you guys know any sick music please let me know i'd love to check new stuff out always so um movies i love culture and movies like creations movies are sick all i need for sure uh all i need is life i know that sounds corny but like i'm just just like a lot of us we're thankful to be here we want opportunity we want to work for that opportunity we don't want to hand out we want to build things together and we want to grow you know what i mean like we're the future like we're everybody on earth is right now you know old and young we're in the same place at the same time no matter how short your run's been or how long it's been we're all here so like i know we're all grateful to be alive so all i need is life like I just want to make sure that the quality of life, that's what we should work on, is how we treat ourselves and how we treat others. Those those are things that I'm really battling with, you know? Because a lot of the times we have a lot of uh, issues ourselves, and we don't realize it because we're constantly ourselves, you know? You, you take yourself for granted. <laughs> You're just caught up in your head sometimes, you know? That's why I like the this back and forth with the podcast and YouTube and all the social media connection is like, it helps have conversations, you know. We could talk things out and connect more and have understanding of things because we can freely do that these days. That's a beauty thing, beautiful thing we have. <laughs> Derek Kukuhara, what up? He's saying for sure Mohawk. All right, I'll do it, man. Nine six three says and handlebar mustache. <laughs> Fuck, man, I'm gonna look so crazy. Maybe I'll do it and take a photo and post it on Instagram just for the people. If you follow me at Anthony Shetler, when I do this tonight, I'll do handlebars. Should I get... Yeah, I gotta get rid of the middle. Handlebars. And then do the mohawk down the middle. Take a photo. Put it on my Instagram. This is an all right for the people. Um, Derek Fukar says, Aaron and I are listening here in the High Rise TV office fan. While I'm on it. I think I shouted him out earlier, but let's do it. Check out High Rise uh, YouTube channel. Let me, let me type it in right now so I can give you guys a little rundown. Shit is sick, man. These guys got a lot of awesome stuff going on. True skaters, too. That's what I love. I love, like, skateboarders, like, coming together, trying to work together, utilize each other's strengths, and build and grow, help each other, you know? That's all we can do. Let's see. High-Rise YouTube. High-Rise TV. I think that's the channel. Going to it right now. Yep, that's it. Check out the Doobie Talk podcast. Um, with Derek and Aaron, and they have a lot of cool shows on their YouTube channel as well. And they support all I need, which is skating, my dudes, and they like smoking weed. <laughs> Responsibly, I guess, if you watch it, blowing blowing smoke bubbles. <laughs> That's a new YouTube ch video on their channel. It's pretty sick. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. Alright, 963 saying, find some sewing, knitting elderly, then employ them to make some hacky sacks. <laughs> That is perfect. That's community support, 963 says. Interact YouTube is great. Hell yeah, I like that. I'll reach out to someone who can sew some hacky sacks up. I'll, I'll put it out there into the ether, and we'll make a small run. We'll do whatever. I got some more um, nug jars coming for the people. We're doing a small run of the glass all-I-need nug jars. I think we're going to put the pufferfish um, on one of them, and then we're going to do the A logo. We used to have one with just the A logo. Things are sick. Clutch um, glass jar with a metal clasp for marijuana or buttons or tobacco or whatever you need. You can stash it in there. And those are we're gonna refill on those because people bought those. So we're gonna do another small run. All right, 
Luke Salzar said, What up, Anthony? What is the sickest DIY spot you've skated? One of my favorites is in New Bedford, Mass. Obviously, because that's where I grew up. And uh, the homies there, Martin, all those guys, they've been building this DIY under the bridge in New Bedford, and it just keeps getting better. They just recently added, they had a ledge that went straight and then up, and they just recently added transition on all sides, front, back, both sides, so you can ride up to grinds and ride in. It's so fun, dude. It's fucking sick. And I just like it because it's gritty. It's not the smoothest shit. It's a lot of cracks and stuff, but you can just get through it. So that one's my favorite as of today. There's a lot of good ones out there. All right, we're going to turn to, I believe it's Facebook Live. We might be on Facebook. Um, Eric Rydell, what up, homie? Long time. I haven't seen you in a while, but he says, Don't forget Buffalo, New York, Sirens, Skate Shop. All I need is skateboarding. Hell yeah. They supported all I need. And Eric, we sent him some flow. We flew, we flew Eric some stuff, man. Shout out, homie. It's been a minute. Good to reconnect. Millen Harris Jr. I feel skateboarding is coming up now, but I still feel most people, not all, doesn't see what we're trying to prove or do. How many years did you dedicate to skating before turning pro? I turned... That's a good question right there. And that's a good statement as well. I like that. Um, I feel like skateboarding is being appreciated by the masses more now than ever. But we're still... Like, it's still small compared to other things that have infected a culture, you know? So, skateboarding's small still. Because, you know why it's small still, to some degree? Because it's hard. It's really hard. What it takes to do, to, to, what it takes to skateboard and to keep skateboarding is hard, you know? And life gets hard, you know? But people have proven that they love it. There's generations now of skateboarders, you know? There's 60, 70-year-old skateboarders. It's been around for a long time. People just keep it in their lives. And, you know, when there's money and when there's not money in the world, skateboarding's fucking in the gutters when there's no money, you know? We we go wherever we're needed, you know? Skateboarding is a thing, and people love it, and it's here to stay, so... I don't really care. I, I want more people to be turned on to it. Like, I want more people to find skateboarding because it gives you, it could give you a lot of blessings and whatever. But I, more importantly, I just want everyone to find their needs, whatever that is. And then if you find skateboarding, you want to apply your life force to skateboarding, that makes me fucking really happy. My beef is with scooters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't really give a shit. They just want to have fun. But they always come at me for some reason. I have no idea why they, like, they come at me sideways. They, they got something to prove. And I'm just like, my thing is like, look, scooter, you have handlebars. Skateboard, you don't. Skateboarding is more free because you don't have any restrictions. It's, it's just you and then however you manipulate that skateboard. With the handlebars, you're connected. That's all I'm saying. To me... That, that's just like, I don't know. I just don't want the handlebars because I know what it's like to feel like a surfer, like to have your arms out and balancing and to be able to swing your full body, like not just have to like be restricted by holding on. I'm not knocking scooter by any means. I'm just saying it's like, oh, I don't know how to say it without hurting feelings, but it's like having this fucking amazing piece of steak where you're like, this is heaven. And then, you know, having a bunch of people eating like this mediocre steak that's like dry and telling you that you know why do you hate scooters i don't hate scooters i just i just am used to skating i'm like i love moving my arms around like i don't have to hold on to anything i can just be free <laughs> free 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 <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that but let me see all right yeah all right skate fan make one say all i need is weed for the jars you know what we thought about doing is all I weed, which would be funny for the jars. Um, 
just because you'd read it, all I need, all I weed, you'd be like, ah, that's funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Someone will complain. You can't make anything these days without some people complaining and getting mad. Like, anytime I put out, like, a hat or something, people want the opposite or want the... Or they want that one and then they want it, like, it's like, you just can't please anyone. So you, when you, when you put out stuff, you just gotta put it out and just keep going, you know, like, cause if you listen to everyone, you have like, everyone has different tastes, you know, so you gotta have your own style and put things out, you know, so that's what we're working on. Try to come from an honest place, stuff we enjoy, the stuff we like, and then, cause, you know, that's why we're doing it, so we can create cool stuff together. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years and fifteen years? This is from Dor Dortoka, D O R T O K A on YouTube Live. Choo 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 choo. YouTube.com forward slash all I need skate. There's a plug. We also have a YouTube for World as well. If you go to YouTube.com forward slash World Industries, a lot of Kevin Clem, a lot of Sammy skates on there, a lot of shredding and giveaways. People are asking about the giveaways on uh, our channels as well. You do giveaways. We do. We just did our second one. So we gave away two boards so far. I gave one away, uh, a Derek Fukuhara deck away, and then Derek gave away one of his decks. And then we're going to move through the pros. So Corey Goonan's going to give away one of his Sifu Vengeance decks, and then Timmy Knuth will give away one of his Sifu, his his graphic. So those two are coming. We're just working on getting the videos. i got to hit those guys up and kind of get them on it. They're off having fun skateboarding, which I get. I'm not mad at that. But those are coming. We'll have two more giveaways. Um, I might even give a pufferfish tea away. If you guys are into it, let me know. Um, we did a small run of this awesome pufferfish puffer tea that I'm really hyped on. Uh, I can probably show some of you guys, but the podcast podcast listeners could check it out on uh, Instagram. Uh, hold tight. I'll, I'll grab one real quick. If oh, you know what? They're they're not. Are they here? I think I put them in the car. But you can check the puffer sh fish tea out. You can get it at allineedskate.com. Uh, it's 25 bucks, free shipping. Best quality tea I could find. The screen printing is fire. So we, we I filmed the whole process on the YouTube channel. It's it's quality. So if you're looking for an awesome tea that you're going to have forever, um, or until you destroy it, because that's what happens with my shirts. I fall on the back and like rip them, and like I just wear them until they're threads, you know, like... I don't really get rid of t-shirts that often. We have another shirt on our online store, too. It's our white tee. It's got a left chest hit and a full back. I love this tee. We're running low on them. I think there might be one large left and a couple mediums and smalls, maybe an XL. Um, but, yeah, the, the, that one's sick as well, and, and the puffer fish. Those are the, we might do some giveaways with those shirts as well. Uh, oh, and the way you explain coming up in the skate community reminds me a lot of tattoo hierarchy. Starting as shop rat, then apprentice, and then newest artist, etc. Yeah, I like that. That's a side of World Industries that I like. Is a lot of people that do tattoos love World Industries because World Industries supported artists, and that's what we're doing right now. I'm trying to support artists with all I need and with World because the art is so sick. How sick is it seeing someone draw something, create something, and just like I don't know. But yeah, tattoos are sick, and that's cool that it works like that as well. You just gotta like people protect their art. People build these things, so they they don't just let people they don't just let everybody into the crew. You gotta earn your keeps, you know. So, um, <laughs> into free stuff, us? Nah, <laughs> that's nine six three cracking a joke. 
we'll do more free stuff, man. I can only do free stuff when when we make sales. You know what I mean? Because like like I said, if I'm just giving, I've done that. Like I've given a lot away, and the sales aren't always there. So like sometimes I can't always do that because I'm not. We're not making any money enough to keep making stuff and doing stuff. You know, we're a really small business, and uh, our hearts are in it. You know, but just like everybody out there in the world, we struggle and hustle and trying to figure out ways to make it work and. It's growing, you know, but there's been times where you have to slow it until you can figure out how to hustle. Like I, I set up a tent at um, Central Central Mass Skate Festival. I set up a tent and a couple things sold, which was awesome. And it helped us get to Maine to low card where I could film and edit all that stuff. And it's just like hustles like that. When times are tough, you hustle, you figure out ways, you know. And we're small, so we're, we can only make stuff in small quantities. We can't afford to get tons of inventory and we're trying to work small with local. You know, our boards are the the wood comes from Maine. They're made in New York and shipped to Boston. Like it's fresh as you get, and we do them small quantities. We're not buying them overseas at China, buying them by the thousands and warehousing them for months on end. And we don't have all that business because we've started out of the recession. We've been growing, you know. So everything from all I need, uh, and even world, because I'm do world world is in house with all I need. So even that stuff, I just do small quantities, you know. And some of the stuff online, we don't make it until you order it. When you order it, I got to go put the order in, you know what I mean? I, I clean the thing. I take care of it. I, I ship it off to you, and I'm customer service. Like, we are small. Um, that's why anytime someone buys something, supports, it stokes me out or shares any of our content. Like, it gets me so hyped because I'm like, dude, someone else thinks this is cool, thinks that skateboarding is a need or, like, gets the idea behind all that need because they cop it and like or all the feedback even that you don't even have to buy anything just when you give me feedback that's why i'm always like so thankful because the feedback lets me keep getting hyped and i'll work it hardest when people are stoked and i'm stoked and things are well and we're trying to do this when a lot of people are trying to get it it just makes me want to work harder you know i love when people care basically is what i'm saying i'm trying to care too <laughs> about shit um she skate says youth sizes you know what i got you you we're gonna do that i'm gonna order some girl stuff and some youth sizes as well. And uh, we'll get those going up. I'm going to try to get to that before summer's over. So we got a lot of stuff and thing, but I'll get it up there on the online store. That way you at least have access to that. Um, could be banking on them hacky sacks. That's our 963. He's he's telling me to make those hacky sacks. I know. I'm, I'm good. Like I said, I'll look into it. I'll put the word out so we can find someone. It'd be sick even just to make it under 10, you know, just to have it. To say we did it. And if it sells, cool. If not, then we move on to the next thing, you know. At least we know we could do that. We try that. I, I'm not against anything, you know. I want to try everything with the brand if it's a good fit and, and we have a reason to do it, you know. Um, I think I rambled enough today. Uh I'm going to work on getting some guests. I know the last two podcasts has just been me ranting, but I really enjoy this and I need this uh, in my life. So in, in this live feed is a rad element to add to it. And I'm stoked to be doing this podcast. I'm going to gonna keep this going until, until I can't, but I hope that never happens because this is so cool. And I appreciate you guys for everything. And I'm lining up some guests. I'm going to get some more guests so we can have it. Oh, uh, SheSkate says the pink jacket on our site looks sweet. You can order that in youth. I think that's a youth size. If not, I'll change it tonight. I'll switch it to youth because I can custom make it in a youth size if you want that. It's a pack-and-go SheSkates. Just so you guys out there know, she's talking about our windbreaker. It, you pull the po- the front pocket pouch, you pull it out, and then you can stuff it into it, the jacket into it, and it zips up to make a little pouch. So it's like a pack. You pack the jacket up and go. It turns into like a little pillow. That's my favorite jacket. I have two 
here that were samples and uh one's a test one and then one i just swiped on i had a black one and uh, i have a pink one as well the pink's hard i like that she's typed on the pink pack and go <laughs> check out the pack and go and it's priced uh it's priced like what it should be it should be priced higher to be honest but i figured you know a fair price for the people and i believe there's free shipping as well so um let me just check before i go uh make sure there's no more comments milton harris says where can i get that world industries hat you can get this i think tomorrow yeah because today's thursday friday i think this goes online this uh devil man logo embroidered dad hat if you want to call it a dad hat it's a i call it the dad cap because it's more of a cap than a but uh this will be up at worldindustries.com i believe tomorrow this podcast will go up tonight thursday night so friday i think they said they're going to get that online and then uh, anything for All I Need, you can get at allineedskate.com. And the coolest thing is, yeah, we work, like I said, World is in-house for All I Need. SheSkate said there's a World link on the AIN website. Yeah, I put that link there because we're working together as a collective to try to grow. Um, we're doing everything in small quantities and just trying to grow two different skate teams. We're trying to find ways to do it and make it work, you know, and it takes time. We had to get the websites built. We had to build the platforms we had to figure out the right riders we had to work with artists and we're still on the hustle for all that stuff sales reps and just trying to organize and rebuild from the recession out of the ashes and try to do it right so that's what we're doing for both those brands right now um but yeah worldindustries.com for all the goods and all i need skate for all the content all the skateboard goods all i need is skateboarding and apparel um check out high rise tv shout out to those dudes thank you guys for all this um for being a part of this with me and for just all the feedback so fuck it i know i i know i say this shit all the time but i don't mean to be annoying but i'm just grateful to be here all i need is life you know what i mean like i'm hyped to have air in my lungs and life can be hard but together we crush it you know what i mean like you guys are killing it let's get it project skate shop in torrance got those world industries decks on decks on decks lol that's funny sick shout out Project Skate Shop in Torrance. What up? What up? Oh, that's a good idea. 963 says, world should make a climate change line of decks. So, like global warming almost? That would be funny. That would be a good series. We're working on new art for both All I Need and World at the moment. Peter's working on some stuff. Um, hell yeah. Calvin Fox, thank you guys. All right, I got to go. Um, Till next time, motherfuckers.